minutes, lights out, and away we go. Be racing in a scooter racing league. When I'm Charlie's grandpa, and I just wouldn't have thought. And here comes Sebastian Vettel. He's neck and neck with Lewis Hamilton. Vettel is alongside him ahead. Alright, Mitchie, how you going, mate? I am bored. You're bored? It's been... It's been too long? Well, think about it like this. The last Grand Prix that happened... We were at. Yeah. And do you know what the alarming thing is? What's that? It's a 23 race season and there's still enough room in it for a winter break. Or summer for us. Well, no. Yeah, winter for us, summer for them. And they can have a month break in between? I feel like... After three races. What? I feel like we just had the summer break. I feel like that was longer than the actual break that they get. Oh, genuinely, it's ridiculous. But, um, I mean, obviously it's been a while since we've recorded, so we've got lots to talk about. Uh, pretty pretty jam-packed episode here. Trying something new, going for a bit of structure, so this will be, wow. this will be interesting. I think the listeners will have to let us know how they feel about it. Um, I mean, where should we start? Uh, I reckon it's best to start with the present before we go backwards. What do you think? Obviously, oh, over absolutely. this... Oh yeah, for sure. After this four-week gap, there's a bit to talk about. Um, obviously, a little bit going on. Uh, just going to start a little bit crazy, but Fernando Alonso and uh, Taylor Swift. I don't mind it, you know. I uh, well, we, I don't think I tr- I, don't, I don't think I believe it though. No, neither. I think it's there's no way, but it's it's just funny. It's just ridiculous. It's funny, but um, interesting though that Fernando and his longtime partner and mother to his kids broke up. That was interesting to see. I think we literally found out about that the day after the Australian Grand Prix. I think um. You know, While we when you're knowing. so focused on a World Drivers' Championship, I think he's uh, yeah he's dedicating it to his real love, Formula One. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, he, didn't he retire so he could spend more time with his family just to come back two years later? I mean, that was probably the alarming moment, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's probably when the alarm bells start going off. But yeah, I think that's a load of rubbish. But if it's true, that'd be crazy. Could you and imagine explaining that? Like, oh, I'm so happy um, I get to spend time with my family. And then about a year later, he's like, look. <laughs> They've called me up. <laughs> a drive and a drive. Look, I'm not going to turn it down. <laughs> well, that's it. Um, but more on that Taylor Swift thing. Imagine the album if they were together and then they separated. Wow, it would be something. Imagine Fernando's album, the debut. <laughs> well, speaking of albums, Charles Leclerc released his own track, and then he took it down, and then it's Wait, just he... and then it's just been released again. Okay. So it was released for like because we live down under, we get music a little bit early. Um, oh, it was an accidental release because yeah. of the Spotify settings and the so time I, w- I was able to send that straight to the top of the uh, Spotify streams for me. And then um, it got taken down. I think it was something to do with the strings and the, the sound of the strings. Well, I still haven't heard it. Is it good? Well, it, it banged. Oh, really? Yeah. Better was... than anything he's done on track this year? We'll get to that. <laughs> Sorry. Um, early, isn't it? Um, I-, I thought it was pretty good, actually, for a bloke that drives Formula One cars. So, so what you're telling me is you could listen to it and then he took it away from you? Yeah, Similar to the people that stole his watch in Monaco. So wow, that was a great segue. Um, it was actually. Uh, We've been planning this uh, clearly. The the robbery. How's that? Um, um, the the gonna... video of him just storming after them in his yeah, Ferrari. He was strumming. He was moving. Um, but uh, honestly, I'm not surprised. Um, yeah. Did you see his post a couple of weeks ago about fans? Yeah, people knew where he lived. Yeah, I mean, look, Monaco's I a small that. place. It wouldn't be hard to find him, but still, it's no Adelaide though. <laughs> it's just not, is it? Um, I guess like. What I don't get, right? I mean, we've only got the one, yeah, the one Formula One driver that lives in Adelaide, ex-Formula One driver, Bern Schumacher. I didn't even know that. Bern Schubert, yeah. Only raced like two races. He's won Le Mans, actually. Oh. Friend of my grandfather. There anyway, you go. Moving on. <laughs> um, I guess what I don't get about the Charles Leclerc robbery is, like, is he just allowed to 
go a hundred kilometers in Monaco and make it around the track or, you know, yeah. like is no, no, nothing from the police. Like, does that yeah, mean no, I'm allowed it. to go around Monaco replicating the track and think that it's okay? As long as I've stolen your watch beforehand. Yeah. Maybe, maybe this is an, a WAFPOD challenge. I reckon we're on here. <laughs> then it'll turn into a 24 hours in prison challenge. <laughs> in Monaco prison. International prisons. I'm yep, sure that'd that be nice. Great. Won't get extradited, promise. Um, another thing that's been happening in a... I guess it's pretty relevant to us as two males hosting a Formula One podcast. The uh, the Pit Stop Boys drama. I mean, Idiots. To be honest, I've never liked the Pit Stop Boys because it really just annoyed me how they knew nothing about the sport and then had a massive audience. Um, I don't know, like, I, I don't know who listens to them. Like, yeah, it's. I don't know whether their listeners are just people that are getting into F1 who mm. have similar, but I don't understand how they ever had an audience, to be honest, because their content kind of just, just sucked. Uh, yeah. Look, um, it wasn't great. I mean, I have this story with the Pit Stop Boys. So when we first started training for the, marath- the half marathon, yeah. I thought, look, I can't run listening to nothing. So you so listen to them. My first podcast I listened to was Tomo F1 and um, Niren, who Good pick. runs Good pick. football this week. Amazing, amazing guy. And then I listened to the Pit Stop Boys and I tried running. That was the worst I've ever run. <laughs> like, I, I genuinely, like, I had to stop and just pause it. Yeah. Because they were talking about um, what had happened in um, Spa last year with Max just smoking the field. And they were, like, mm. questioning whether the car was legal and... <laughs> it's just, Come off it. It's just a big sigh, isn't it? So, yeah. for those unaware of the situation, the Pit Stop Boys were these two... Oh, they still are, for now. Um, two English lads. They both, like, run soccer... Um, websites and stuff and so- like soccer apps. Oh, I didn't know that. And yeah, well, their original plan was to start a soccer podcast, but That's this so was saturated. literally quote unquote themselves. It was too saturated. Uh, there was a saturated market. Um, so they looked at the Formula One market, which was booming, and they realized, oh, why don't we make a Formula One podcast, make some easy money? So mm. they hosted this podcast with the Meals on Wheels, I think it's called, or yeah. Wheels on Meals. Yeah. And these are like, it's basically consisted of like F2, some IndyCar drivers now, just a bunch of like drivers who are all of similar age who host like, they basically like drink wine and do this podcast. Um, Not a good mix. No. Um, they host uh, like some Formula One influencers, uh, like drivers and stuff. Anyway, they did like a, a merge one, like a, a collab almost with mm. the Pit Stop Boys and the Pit Stop Boys just made a fucking fool of themselves essentially. Yeah. Um, started saying stuff about how people don't care about the racing People only care about, like, uh, the drama behind the sport. And then they, like, it's, it's, it's Juan Manuel Carrera, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, JMC. Who was in the Hubert crash. Yeah, and was, like, still has horrible survivor's guilt. Yeah, because the fact that he's his, driving after well, his, both his legs broke as well. Well, like, yeah, it's been, he's had a crazy comeback story. And, like, yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, but he his crash was the one that brought the... Um, the new rule? No, was it? Well, was it the? Was he the Bianchi crash or the yeah, Huber? Yeah. No, he was the Huber crash. Yeah, he was because so he was only ever in F two. That was one of the changes that. Um, well, he was he was the one who Huber crashed into, was he not? Yeah, it was. I've it was, never. I've I've always. Or tried, he was the one that crashed into. I've only Huber ever seen off. the crash once, and I never want to watch it again. So I I couldn't tell. I you think the he might have been the one that crashed into Huber after Huber had already. Right. It basically forced one yeah, of the, yeah. all the changes because um, Hubert, Hubert went off first, and then and then he got crashed yeah, into again, and that would have been yeah. yeah. So anyway, horrible incident. JMC's made this incredible comeback to the sport, mm. driving F two now, right? Yeah, and um, these boys basically just said like, "We have no idea who you are. Like, we didn't even know who you were until you sat down there." And then they're making these comments about not caring about the driving. 
or about the racing to this bloke who's been on the track when someone's... Look, end of the day, it's just horrible. And I think a point that was really interesting was um, people were laughing and, like, being frustrated by the fact that these boys ever had a platform to start with when you consider the fact that so many people, and unfortunately, especially female F1 fans constantly face scrutiny about not knowing enough about the sport or people just having this terrible stigma around these new 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 fans who have gotten into it from drive to survive yeah which obviously the main selling point of drive to survive is the off the the, off, off, the drama the, the off, off yeah. the grid drama so it's pretty disgusting that like they can make those comments and they can be able to get an audience at a platform from having no knowledge when so many people constantly like face backlash or mm. constantly get scrutinized for not having great knowledge end of the day it's just a horrible incident and but, I, the thing mm. about it is you know i know a lot of people in the the motorsport content creators saying that mm. you know are female and they probably uh their knowledge far exceeds mine exactly and like um and there's you know a content what? creator at the end of the day that has nothing to do with the fact that they're female <laughs> that's exactly. the annoying thing um there's a content creator there's two people that said it really well on the platform. Um, uh, someone called Mila, who talked about, like, even if you are not committed to the, 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 the races and, you know, what they were saying, mm. it is still a lot of money to fund yourself to go, yeah. right? And and then I think... If you're, if you're making enough money, if you're spending enough money to go to a race... You care. You, you care. And then Ethan um, actually made a very valid point and got quite a lot of... Um, support. Support and popularity for it. Um was just talking about how, you know, if it was if the roles were switched, if it was like the grid girls down under saying something like that. Exactly. Um so they'd be copying so much flack. Yeah, it was just not a it's just it's such a not toxic, a great moment. It's for a very sport. toxic environment mm. and it's it's definitely an interesting point of contention and hopefully it brings some awareness to the situation and uh, the right people start getting uh, the support that they deserve. Um moving on from that, I know that's a bit somber. Uh, we obviously before the last time well, since the last time we spoke, we've been to our first race of the year, uh, the Oz GP. And I'll tell you right now, um, if we got the amount of action we got in that one race over the three races we're going to this would've year, been happy. I would have been more than happy. <laughs> and we got it all in one race. Yeah. It was bonkers. Um, that doesn't mean you can rain out Suzuka in please, Singapore. Please, please. Please don't um, do that. Please. Uh, we were seated in the centre stand, so we were just after the... Basically... Um, the exit to the first corner, I think that'd be fair to say. Yeah. Yep. Oh, the last oh, the, corner. The, last corner, yeah, sorry. Last corner. Um, so it was great. We obviously got to see the F2 and the F3 this year. That was good fun. Uh, the qualifying for the F3 was amazing because... <laughs> they just couldn't <laughs> just, drive. <laughs> nobody could get the uh, suspe- oh, any grip in their rear tyres at the last corner. So we saw a lot of people going to the wall in front of us. And like, I feel like I do feel bad for the guys because they got clowned a lot on the weekend saying these guys don't know how to drive. But they and literally, like, yeah. Albert Park now is the far, one of the fastest tracks. I think it might be second to Jeddah. Yeah. It's dangerous. And like, don't forget the fact that these guys, they had 60 minutes before the qualifying. To practice. In practice. And it was a wet practice and then a wet qualifying. Yeah. And I think, you know... A lot of the races being delayed and or not getting much action is because I don't think Australia realised the chances of collisions on an like on the track with this new update with junior categories. Mm. So obviously the support and like the uh, recovery crews have learned a lot from this year. Hopefully yeah. we see F three back next year. I wouldn't be surprised if we didn't, but I think F two will stay. 
I It'll be so. interesting. Well, I mean, they produced great races. Um, we saw some great driving, especially from Dennis Hauger. He was very impressive for me. Um, I think he might have gotten taken out. In the he got taken race, out like the, like one of the one last because the they did like a safety. Yeah, car. but he won the sprint race, which was mm. really really impressive. Um, but the and actual Victor Martins has been really good. Martins was good. Isaac Awasa, struggled. Awasa was, was super fantastic. impressive. He was fantastic. I, I really hope he gets an F one seat next year, and I think he. I will. think he deserves it. I actually well, think he I, was think literally so good over the entire weekend. I think it'll be Yuki and him. I'd love that Japanese pairing. My yeah. God, that'd be unbelievable. I know. Could you imagine the Japan Grand Prix with two Japanese drivers in the same team? They might, like, might have to run it back. I know. After this year. Um, but the actual race, pretty hectic. Um, we had our predictions, which we made as we were walking in. Uh, I think we both took uh, Verstappen to win, followed by Ham- Alonso. I said Hamilton. Yes, because we and both had said, Alonso at P3. Yeah. You took Hamilton for P2, and, took and I took George. Did you do George? I took George, and George was looking good. He was looking the start, really good. That, both the Mercedes had an excellent start, and it was funny. I, I loved the post race, um, the post race uh, chat from like, I mean, we saw it at the race before too, and we saw it after Australia from like Carlos Sainz and Fernando Alonso. They're all saying like, yeah, we don't know why Mercedes just like were complaining about having such a bad race like start to the season. They were always going to be quick, and mm. Mercedes are always going to be quick. <laughs> yeah. So. I found that funny. But yeah, they looked great off the start. Um, I think George got re- obviously got really, really unlucky with the first red flag brought up by Albon because he pitted the lap before. Yeah. He would have been on perfect tyres and then everybody obviously got a free well, um, there's change. There's nothing you can really do like because he, he pit because it was the right thing to do and then yeah. they decided it was a red flag. So Well, he pitted before the red flag, didn't he? Yeah, like, he pitted when, in when the yellows. Yellow, when it went yellow. Yeah, he pitted in the yellows and then the OSGP were like, oh, no, it's a red. Yeah, that so, was a stitch up. I think, that just completely cost his lead. Yeah, I think a lot of teams learned because last year it was the new layout for the track, but we didn't really have... Well, they took away the DRS zone, didn't they? Yeah, because they thought it would be too dangerous and I think they realised something. Clearly it is. But clearly um, it's too dangerous. Or maybe it's just dangerous enough. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but it was it was a great race. I mean, from there we saw obviously George DNF'd, which was really unlucky, and then we saw another two red flags. You know, it's like the f- I think wasn't it the f- first time ever there's been three red flags in the race? Yeah, or three restarts. Like it was, it was actually just mental. And the last red flag was a bit nuts. And look, <laughs> when I look beyond nuts, when I look back at it now, mm. after in the moment you we all wanted one more lap. Well, when I look back at it now, it's more like yeah, look, I don't know if we needed it. When it comes to like red flags, yellow flags, their intention, it seems to be steering more towards the entertainment of the crowd than it is to fair racing. And I mean, you obviously look back at Dubai, that's the biggest... I think that was the, the first example of... Yeah. Well, I mean, Michael Massey was there. First race weekend he's been to. Yep. He got clowned by our good friend, a friend of the show. Ayrton. Ayrton, which was... <laughs> hilarious. That was, yeah, that was But brutal. also rough. That was very... Oh, it was brutal, but it was hilarious. Um, and I think like... I thought it was a really good race. I think if they got to the first sector done, it would have been interesting because Hulkenberg would have had a podium. Yeah. I didn't think Carlos Sainz um, deserved a penalty. Uh, Logan Sargent deserved the penalty and didn't oh get it. Oh my like, god! The FIA have just—they're missing a bit at the moment, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, um, and you know, going to Baku, hopefully that well, it's all sorted because that's also an, a death trap of a. Yeah. Well, you know who you'd hate to be? Hulkenberg. Anyone from Alpine? Mm. That was one of the. Or great, it would have been Alonso. That was one of the. A... That was one of the great restarts. At just, least Gasly just binning it into each other. Well, both Aston Martins went off the track too. And was... I guess Gasly um, apologized and said, "Hey, like that yeah. one's actually on me." Which is but... good to see that those two are getting along. 
along for now. For now, let's see it how long is that concerning takes. though. Um, yeah, I mean, it was really good. I thought the Australian Grand Prix was super, super good. Obviously, think, the stuff after with the breaching of the the, the track, the track stuff, was oh so infuriating. Um, it just like it was literally like a record crowd. The fans, like, it was one of the most electric crowds I've ever been in. Like, the, the Mexican wave, the chanting for one more lap. Like, it was sick. And then there's just people, like, entering the track too early, trying to steal things they shouldn't be stealing. It just it just gives the Australian fans a bad, a bad rep. I think just because, like, last year, it was so lenient. Like, yeah. people were just allowed to take stuff. And then this yeah. year, it was like, obviously... People just selling, trying to steal expensive tracks. Like DRS on. stuff and people rushing to grab those signs. and They're like punches up, punch yeah, ups from it. I think, so. look, I think it's just a moment Australian fans can reflect on. And hopefully uh, try, do everything to not emulate. Um, the rest of our weekend though, that night, we uh, went out for dinner and then went to the casino and uh, one of the great all-time waffle moments. Yes. <laughs> so the real race of the weekend was... Me, um, me versus the random Kiwi stranger. Yeah, so if you did see on our story, it will be in one of the archives, as uh, one of the, the highlights Instagram, as well. Instagram story. So we're trying to leave yeah. the casino. We're all so tired after a big day. We just want to get back to our apartment. And we're crossing the bridge uh, at South Bank in Melbourne from the casino to where the trams were. And this random Kiwi just comes up and asks, asks he just, do you want to race? I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, Race me up the bridge. And we thought it was like a sprint. I thought he was like trying to race me. And then he just like speed walk. And then he just starts pumping his arms. Him and I, we're going neck to neck. Mitch is filming. We're going neck to neck. We're up the hill. I take the lead. He takes the lead. Then as I'm trying to take the lead, the bloke <laughs> just side barges me into the bridge. Yeah, I mean, if you, into did, the bridge. if you did see our story, I did release a FIA announcement of the punishment uh, it was definitely a grid penalty for the guy for the next speed race. Black flag DQ, yeah. more like uh, Jesus. It was. It was a. It summarised the weekend. I think he proper had it at me. So now we move to Azerbaijan, yep. my favourite track in the calendar. And and funny enough, I thought Azerbaijan was in Europe. It's very much not in Europe. It's um Middle East. Middle East. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> I've had a howler. Um, oh, fair enough. There's that many races. When I was in rewatching Europe. um Azerbaijan. Uh, 2018 it was 2018 or 17 one where Ricardo and Max crashed oh yep they um they were explaining it and I was just like oh it's good for me for a geography teacher not knowing where a country is <laughs> um, but look I think Baku's a top race it's I hope it stays despite all the issues um, politically and yeah. it's definitely a race that I would want to go to attend. one day yeah, yeah I mean sure. you don't want to be sitting on the straight because you genuinely won't see a thing especially if it's danger. a Red Bull um <laughs> Yeah, so we moved to this weekend. Formula One is back. It is race week. There is a new sprint shootout. I genuinely have read the things of what they're saying it is, and I'm still confused. Okay. I still don't get it. Do you want me to try explain it? So I think it's like... Here, let me let me hit you with it, mate. All right, ready? It's quality for the Saturday race, from what I've read. So my understanding is, on Friday, you have... I'm looking at the... The, the format here but this is my understanding of it right so Friday you have the practice followed by the Grand Prix qualifying so that's so your normal Saturday qualifying for the Sunday race will now be held on the Friday after one practice mm. which will be interesting yeah and then on Saturday there's nothing that happens on Saturday concerns the race on Sunday no it's just its own day it's literally like its own... Which is sick. Its own race, race weekend shit. in a day, essentially. Yeah. So you have Nuts. the sprint shootout, 
So I'm still a little bit confused by the format of this sprint shootout. Oh, here it is. Okay. It's just, so it's just like a mini qualifying. So essentially, the Q1 goes for 12 minutes and it's mandatory medium tire. The slowest five cars are eliminated. So like a normal, like a normal Q1 of a normal uh, qualifying. Q2 was 10 minutes and again, mandatory medium tire. From that, the five slowest cars are eliminated. So then Q3, you have your 10 fastest, like a normal race qualifying. And that's eight minutes, mandatory soft. So from that... Mandatory medium, I just saw that. Yeah, they're, I just explained that. Are you fucking listening? <laughs> no. <laughs> so basically on this... So you have Saturday qualifying for the Saturday sprint race. So the sprint race is still 100 km's, which I think is perfect. That'd be super cool. And um, so basically, I think it's better because it was fucking me off how people could have an excellent qualifying with a car that has good qualifying pace. And get binned in the sprint And race. if they don't have good race pace, they're fucked by the time it comes to Sunday. Because they have a, like a whole Saturday just to lose all the distance they make up on the Friday. So, or on the Saturday, or on the Friday. Yeah, it was the Friday, wasn't mm. it? Because they push everything back a day. So I like it. I think it's better because I think... It's just making it more like what the F2 is. Except I, I would have, I was actually expecting them to introduce a reverse grid, um, just like they do in the F2, which I thought was really cool. But um, it's cool that they didn't. I still think this is a, a move in the right direction because I think the current uh, the current format was more of a hindrance to people than it was an advantage. I think this is better in a sense of bringing the pack closer together. Um, what it also means is that we're going to be able to make two predictions for race winners this weekend. And they're both going to be so wrong. I don't know. I mean, I've just read this, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, this is, we always love a bit of live, live news. This will be good. What do you think Lewis Hamilton wants to do next after Formula One? Uh, I think he wants to do an ambassadorial role for Mercedes. No, he wants to go to space. Oh, for fuck's sake. Honestly, turn this off. <laughs> He's just revealed that I'm ready nah, to I, go into space. I don't want to hear any more of this. Shut up. So, back to... <laughs> that is, that's actually one of the most ridiculous He's not going to space. He's, Lewis, I'm sorry, mate. You're so cheap. You can drive well, an mean, F1 car. He, no, he can now, to be fair, if he goes through like Bezos or SpaceX or something. I'm sure one of those blokes will pay for it. Anyway, um, I'm liking this new sprint. It who sounds you, good. Who do you think is going to be... Max. Like... <laughs> what can I say, mate? I've got to support Red Bull. Yeah. Oh, we completely glossed over yeah. that. Um, we'll get to our predictions and then we'll bring that up. So, yeah, I'm in the same boat. I think Max is going to have a really dominant weekend and this new format is just giving him more, more chance. More, more opportunity. Yeah, more trophies. Or they, they get medals, I think, for I sprints, think- remember? Last year they got medals. I don't know if they're doing that again this year. Um, But yeah, but what I do hope this provides us with is an opportunity to see the Red Bull at full capacity. Because from what we've been told, at every single race this year, once they've been in the lead, they've just been turning down their power, their their Mm. engine power. So hopefully with more racing and hopefully tighter racing, we're going to see this Red Bull at its full capacity. Um, One of these ones, I reckon. One 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 of these ones. Just what's that? Don't believe it. Oh, you don't believe it? I don't believe it. You still think we're going to see a half-powered, uh, a half-powered yeah. Red Bull tear up? Yeah. Well, well, you know, well, enough. with James Allison now at Mercedes, I feel like they're obliged to start rocking up, or they will rock up very quickly. Very, very fair take. Um, um, well, 
Moving on from this weekend, we've got some pretty exciting news, and I can't we believe we forgot to bring it up. But Mitch, you've you've got a new job. Yes, I do. And uh, do you want to do you want to tell everybody where where your new job is at? Right. So I will be working starting As next next Monday, May the first, in May the a 1st. student a marketing st- role. Yes. So what that interns, I couldn't tell you, but um, it, it, I'm we'll find out. I'm in an office. I'm wearing. I'm wearing some nice clothing, mm. but I'm working for Red Bull now. Don't Not Red Bull F1 yet. <laughs> yes, eventually. Um, just Red Bull Australia. However, so basically, what Mitch will be doing is he'll be handing out Red Bull cans. Yes, and getting paid a lot of money to do it. Exciting. Yes, and then I'll meet Daniel Ricciardo. I'm sure of it. Yeah. Well, that's the next step, isn't it? You gotta you gotta work your way out of South Australia onto the national scene. Mm. And then from there, push to international, and then you can be the head of social media for Red Bull F1. Yeah, I'm super like I'm super excited. I'm there to push you know stuff like motorsport and esports and all stuff like that. It's gonna be super fun. Yeah, pretty exciting. And uh, unfortunately, that does mean that some of the things you say in this podcast may be limited to always supporting. Look, Red I am now a Red Bull fan. Well, you know what? If you're going to pick a team to support, it not may as well be one. the best one. You might and as well pick one or two. It's Mercedes or Red Bull. Never pick Ferrari. And with the way that they operate, it's pretty hard to criticise them a lot of the time. So I think you're going to be you're not mm. going to struggle too much with uh, not being able to criticise them. It's good they didn't get a job at Ferrari, really. I mean, I feel like they've copped it the most on this you, podcast. You'd probably struggle um, to, to come every week. <laughs> to this podcast recording and try and say nice things about Sorry, it to keep you in this week. <laughs> yeah, exactly, isn't it? Um, um, but yeah, I mean, I think on that bombshell, let's go to a very, very exciting. T- yeah, so uh, predictions, predictions mm. for this race weekend. Yeah, didn't we just provide them, mate? Did we just oh, said you max. Want, oh, okay. Do you want? Uh, we, let's like do a full podium. Yep. Okay, yeah. I agree. So, who is your podium? We won't do for the sprint race. I want to hear your podium for the feature race. Okay, I'm going to go... The Grand Prix. Okay, I'm going to go hot take. Okay, I like this. Max Verstappen, P1. Very hot. That's not the hot take part. Okay, okay. Charles Leclerc, mm-hmm. P2. Okay. I feel like that's the hot take part. I feel well, like that's a bit I think he's to say. probably as he's probably due, due as it gets. He's yeah. on six points. Lando Norris, clear. Yeah, I, I'm kind of happy that we glossed over the McLaren's points bit, even mm-hmm. though it was good to see Oscar get some points. There's too many McLaren fans. P3. Fanboys. Yep. Oscar, no. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, no, P3, I think it's going to be. I nearly said George, but I'm going to say Lewis. Wow, so you think Fernando Alonso's podium strikes I just end? think he's going to get taken out. I've got this idea in my head that okay. an Alpine is going to rear him out. Okay, so you think it's going to be a DNF? Yeah. That's, we're going to keep a clip of this. Because I, I have we're never. keeping the receipts. I yeah. have never seen Fernando in my life. What? No, I could be so wrong here. I've never seen him crash. Right, brother. Apart from Alpine, yeah. apart from the LGP, like what do you mean since he's been at Aston Martin, so since three he, races. No, since his time, uh, apart from the Australian Grand Prix, I've not seen him crash in a race. We literally saw him crash at Quali. No, he's due in a race. Okay, he's due. That's it. We literally watched him bin last year in person. But okay. I think he's due. Okay, I like, I like, I like, he's due like, a bad weekend at Aston. Yeah, That's what I well, reckon. Aston Martin. Being incredible They're probably due To have a, a bad weekend At some point um, My takes I'm going to have Max winning the race I'm going to have Checo P2 And I'm going to have George Russell P3 He had exceptional race pace At Australia Yeah that's probably I think he was really unlucky To not <laughs> To finish To not even finish the race Let alone secure a podium Or good points So I think George Russell Was going to be P3 this weekend 
Teams have upgrades this week. I don't know what teams have upgrades, but I think it's McLaren. Well, they've got to after four weeks, you'd hope. I think it's McLaren and Alpine, and I think Alpines are really good. Okay, well, that's, that's so, exciting. That's something to look out for. That's all I know. And so, I, I feel like... Mercedes will probably have one. Yeah, and I feel um, like out of all the weekends, this is a good weekend to have upgrades um, because there's a sprint race, and in a sprint race, you've got more opportunity to... To see if it works. To narrow down the pack. Yeah. So I think, yeah, that's interesting. Hmm. I, I haven't heard anything about Aston Martin developments. Yeah, well... Silent operators. Mate, what do you need to change when they're being that good? Uh, yeah, this is true. It's probably a, a shock for them. They don't know what to change. Um, Moving right, on. Our new ready? segment. Yeah. Our new segment. Brand new segment brought to you by sponsors of the show, Heritage Racing Team. Now, uh, if you want some very nice uh, motorsport-themed threads, you should uh, check out Heritage Racing I'm pretty sure it's 20, popping off at the moment. They're doing very well, thanks mostly to Mitch Parker's uh, exceptional support, exceptional TikTok advertisements. Um, I think it's 25 USD for a T-shirt, which is really good. Which is both sides printed, and really, it's really, Formula really, One. Yeah, Formula One and motorsport themed. Really, really cool shirts. Really quick shipping, mm-hmm. as long as you're not going through Ozpost, but it's not their fault. Um, I. Highly recommend them. So, uh, going on to this new segment, it's a uh, hot takes. So, I think we're going to go to and fro each each episode. This week, I'll provide a hot take, and the uh, next episode, I reckon you can. What do you All think? All right. Okay. Yeah, I, yep. I agree with that. All right. So, my hot take is now. I I want you to it's just. Be hard. I just want <laughs> you to hear me out. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to hear you out. My hot take is that Fernando Alonso right now would be the undisputed greatest of all time. Ever, if he took the Mercedes seat when Lewis Hamilton did. I'm telling you right now, he's not losing to Max Verstappen in 2021. He's not losing to Nico Rosberg in 2016. I think if Fernando Alonso took that Mercedes seat, I think he's the GOAT. Now, Now, I think, obviously he didn't, and I think one of the main reasons why Lewis is considered potentially the GOAT is because he saw the vision, he trusted his good friend Nicky Lauda, and he went to Mercedes. Yeah. But I think that if Fernando Alonso went to Mercedes, he'd be the GOAT. What do you reckon? Wow. Um, look, I'm going to break this down. Okay. So we're still presuming... Don't forget, by the time he'd go there, he'd, have he'd already two. have two. All right. So Whereas not, Lewis only had one. We're not presuming that he beat Vettel or anything in those years. No. Well, no, no because no. I, I, yeah, I'm thinking... 20, 20, I'm thinking when he joined in 2013. Yeah. Okay. I'm thinking from when that car entered its prime, when the Mercedes became a car yeah. that could win races. I think from that was it what 2014? 2013. 14 it became cracked. 14 it became yeah. Lewis's obviously machine. Mach- yeah. Okay. I think from then on up until 2021, Alonso would have won every single WDC if he was there. Look, mate, I think that's a really good take. Um there's one I I so I've got to think about this like this. And if you don't know me, I love Nico Rosberg. I just think he's he was amazing. Um, very underappreciated, I feel like, the fact that he beat Lewis. So Are you kidding, mate? Every single, every single comment, comment post, section, yeah. oh my God, is that Nico Rosberg, the, the man who beat Lewis Hamilton yeah. in the same machinery? So um, I think that... It's not as hot as I think it is? He would have won... I think he would have won... 20? 19... 18, mm. 17. Mm. Ooh, ooh. Do you think Fernando versus Seb would have been good? Yeah. 
I reckon that would have been good. Um, I think Nico probably still would have got one on him because okay. I reckon Fernando doesn't have great luck, right? Okay, okay. So I think he would have actually won the same. I don't think he would have won 2021 because I think Max was that good mm. and Lewis was on another level. Had to go to the peak. a stratosphere. Gen- genuinely peak. In the later seasons to catch up. I Look, I think he probably wins... The same, or he wins one more because he beats Nico. Um, but look, you don't Nick, forget, he already has t- one more than Lewis. Yeah, so would have going into Mercedes. He would be the goat. Wow, <laughs> I've, I've, I've broken it. My hot take has been good. Do you know where I came up with this? Then again, Lewis was like a couple points off ten. So true. Uh, this this was literally uh, come up with in the shower. So that's 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 the levels I'm on. Do you know what um, take I saw the other day? It was who was better, Prost or Senna. We're not going to discuss it now, but. No. Yeah, that's a tag because that is because like everyone just thinks Senna, but when you break it down and like yeah, but you can't forget how good Senna is, and you how, can't forget how much yeah he racing have. Senna still had before yeah. he passed. Like everyone always talks about Senna versus, and look, we can dis- we can discuss as well on po- on on future episodes. Uh, future episodes has one like Senna and Verstappen versus Vettel, and you know if Vettel went to Mercedes, would he have still beaten Lewis? You know, or if, if Vettel if Vettel never left Red Bull. That's another interesting one. Or if Vettel didn't crash in Germany, would he have still won that year? Yeah. Look, it's it's there's it's a, a lot of Vettel interesting loophole. things. But anyway, this this hot take of mine, I think we've broken it down. I don't think it's that hot. But what I think it also shows is one of the main reasons why Fernando Alonso doesn't have more WDCs is because he hasn't been able to find any projects that work that work like and Lewis McLaren. Did. It and was like him doing a Lewis, but it. Went the opposite way. Yeah. Like, he believed in them. Yeah, and, and then they that obviously didn't. went... Yeah. And, look, Alonso's raced for that many teams. I think he's finally found a project in Aston Martin where he can find success. No, we're near the level to which, obviously, Lewis Hamilton was able to find at Mercedes. I mean, that is one of the most... That was one of the biggest career gambles I think I've ever seen in any sport. Has Jamie Clark in said, life? Like, is that not like leaving Manchester United and going to West Ham? Genuinely. Um... But I think that's one of the reasons why Lewis is arguably the GOAT is because he saw the vision and he trusted it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, wow, that's that's this week's hot take. I'm excited to hear what you have for me, Mitchie, in a couple uh, in the next episode. Um, moving on. We have another new segment. Another new segment. This is our final new segment. We're not we're not completely revamping the, the whole show. Right? This is this is yeah. it though. Um, I've got for you this week because obviously I've this been, is your I've, I've organised this and I think maybe you can provide me with one next episode too. It's a would you rather. Now I was I was toing and froing with a few of these, mm-hmm. but I've decided on one would you rather that I want to discuss with you. So okay, um, I want you to picture yourself as an up and coming Formula One driver. Yeah. Now the year is twenty twenty six. Yeah. I, or is it twenty eight? Twenty six. Okay, it is twenty six. Right, I'm on the money there now. Mm-hmm. You've just won the F3 and the F2 championship in back-to-back years. Well, I'm Oscar Piastri. You are cracked on the sticks. Okay. You get offered two seats in Formula yeah. 1. The brand new Audi seat. Yeah. Or an Alpha Tauri mm. seat. With in mind the fact that Red Bull just won the 2025 Constructors and World Drivers Championship. Wow. What are you what are you taking? Okay, so what I look at this right is I'll go back in the I'll go back in the history books. I'll look at okay, who have Red Bull promoted from AlphaTauri recently? And I'll say 
No one. So uh, Max Verstappen. Yeah, but like if it's twenty twenty six, yeah, that'd be ten years ago. Exactly. Which is wow. that's a very valid point. So I'm but, thinking, but who knows? But they, from here up until twenty twenty six, who knows? Checo might retire at the end of this year. Yuki Tsunoda could go into that Red Bull. And seat. then Alpha Tauri. No, no. You, who knows? Yuki Tsunoda could win the World Drivers Championship next year. There's a lot of time till twenty twenty six. The Alpha Tauri to Red Bull laneway could be way more open. Ever since we booked those Japan trip, mate, you've been that chirpy. I mate, I'm mate, just I'm giving you this would you rather and I think you'd just jump into a conclusion too quickly. I think Look, I think the Audi project is going to be interesting because it's Alfa Romeo and they're struggling. Mm-hmm. I think Alfa Tauri are also struggling. Mm-hmm. Um, my question is But you can't forget they the might not be twenty they might not be Alfa Tauri in twenty twenty six. If oh, we're there's, saying there's every chance the team folds. If we're saying I'm taking Audi because I think there's a better project there and I'll probably be driving next to Mick Schumacher. So that'd be pretty cool. Mm. What are you taking? You're taking the AlphaTauri. Personally, I'm taking the AlphaTauri route. Yeah, wow. Now, look, I think Audi, the only... They have to succeed. That's my thing. They have to succeed. The only project of recent time that you could probably compare them to is Aston Martin. Mm. But even then, they've been nowhere near... Like, Force India and Racing Point were successful before turning into Aston Martin. I think you have to compare them to... Or you compare them... To Red Bull. To Mercedes. I was going to say Red Bull. I was going to say Mercedes when they joined the grid in, like, Mm. 2010 or 2011. Yeah. And they had Michael Schumacher racing for them. It might have Mick. Wow, wouldn't that be funny? And that took them a couple of years, and then next thing you know, they turn into the Mercedes that we now know. But, I mean, at what point? Like, that's the thing. It's such a juggle. Like, it's such a gamble. And I think it's just a safer option to take AlphaTauri. You perform from AlphaTauri, and you get into the, uh, you get into the um, Red Bull seat. And even if you don't get into the Red Bull seat, you made that point about how many people have been upgraded from AlphaTauri to Red Bull successfully in the last couple of years. How many drivers have left AlphaTauri and gone to better way. options. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, obviously it was Toro Rosso. But look, you got Gasly. Signs. You got Signs. I mean, Verstappen, but could, like... Verstappen yep. went to Red Bull. You could argue Ricard. Kvyat nearly got a Ferrari Kvyat. seat. 2016, nearly got a Ferrari seat. Isn't that crazy to think? Yeah, I don't know how that... I don't know what Ferrari was, was smoking, but... Yeah, or when they almost took Giovinazzi instead of Signs. Anyway, um, even look at Danny Rick. He's a graduate of the Toro Rosso Academy. Yeah, I mean... I think... I think Red Bull has the best driver academy. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, probably at the moment. Mm. I think that... Look, I think... I think, it's, I think it's almost an equal option. You almost, flip a, you almost flip a coin. I think actually Renault's got a very good driver. They don't know how to deal with their drivers, but they've yeah, got, they've got a better driver academy. Um, I think for job security... Red Bull. You take the Alpha Tauri seat, mm. but then you have to obviously perform to get into the Red Bull seat to have a chance of winning a World Drivers' Championship. Yep. Whereas if you go to Audi, who knows? They could come out and turn into the Braun, Braun GP yeah. of the world. Look, I think Audi have to succeed. And I think the Pretty main reason... Too, I, think. I think you can only give them two seasons. I think the main reason Porsche did not come into Formula 1... Was because of the gamble of not knowing if they're going to be good quick Because like, if you look at Porsche in other forms of motorsport, they're dominating. Mm, and they dominated quickly. If they don't dominate Formula 1, they're... It, they're they're idiots. Yeah. So, I would I would I'd be I I think they're more like they're probably you'd hope they're like a Mercedes mm. for the sport, but mm. I think 
if anything, if they're going to be successful, they'll be like a Red Bull. They'll struggle from like, say, 2006. Three years later, they'll start to show like an Aston Martin pace. And then maybe 2010, like the dominant. Like, you know what I mean? Like maybe yeah. by 2030, they're like... A, a, very, a contender. I mean, the fact that you could have Audi, Red Bull, Mercedes, Ferrari, yeah. Aston Martin, if they're still all competitive... It'll be one of the... Like, it'll be like 2012. It'll be one of the greatest yeah. kids of all time. Yeah. Well, that was very interesting. Um, I hope you're prepared because I think I brought some pretty good... Uh, you brought some fire to I the table. I brought a good hot take and I think I brought a good would you rather this I've week. already got a good one. Oh, okay. Well, that's exciting. I'm, I've already got my head. Well, obviously, a really exciting weekend. Um, a great race weekend. I think the best bit about the race weekend on is it's actually on at a reasonable time for mm. Australians, which is super exciting. 8.30. A race at 8.30 p.m.? And Are you kidding the calling me? is like a... Seven? Uh, like seven? No, it's like at oh, like eleven thirty. Right. Well, that's even earlier. That's normally when it practice one starts. Yeah, so. that, that's genuinely great for us. So yeah, you've very, got no excuses to not watch this week. Genuinely, if you if you live in Australia, you have and you don't no watch, good excuse. I don't you're know what fraud. you're doing. You're you, a fraud. Yeah, you're you're a fraud. Um, so thank you everyone for listening. We hope you enjoy this. We're obviously going to try to be way more consistent. I think we're going to try push for it one at, a week at the bare minimum. One every race week at the bare minimum. One every race week, but we're going to try to be more consistent with that. You know, uni and life it gets to you. So. Look and like a four week break. Look, you know, I run a social media page and I was twiddling thumbs. I'm just thinking I don't even know what to do. Yeah. So that's just what it's like. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, we, we hope this was enjoyable. We hope people enjoy the new segments. Let us know if you do or you don't. Um, we're going to be posting to our Instagram story uh, before every episode uh, with the opportunity for you guys to send in your hot takes, send in stuff like uh, your would you rathers, give us suggestions, and we'll definitely take them into, a, take them into account and maybe use them. So uh, love your work. Keep listening. Appreciate it.